Greetings, everyone. Greetings. We welcome you this day, this Sunday morning, the Sabbath day. Remember, the Lord said, keep the Sabbath day holy. And so we come because this and every day, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know what's going on around where you are, but it's hot in Cali. And I tell you, there is a heaviness in the air. But you know what? We still going to stomp and pray and sing and shout in the name of Jesus anyhow, anyhow. We are so happy to have today our, our music department also missing um, one, our music director, Sister Hope Carr is ill today and so hope we lift you up in Jesus name but our husband is here brother Darnell Carr and we know that everything is gonna be all right with this multi-talented son of God and so we turn it over to him now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let him praise the Lord Ain't no rock gonna cry in my place Long as I'm alive to glorify His holy name Ain't no rock gonna cry in my place As long as I'm alive to glorify His holy name Come on, let's praise His holy name As long as I'm alive to glorify His holy name Come on, let's praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive, to glorify His holy name. Ain't no bird gonna sing my song. I lift my voice to glorify His holy name. Ain't no bird gonna sing my song. I lift my voice to glorify His holy name. Come on, praise Him with me. Come on, let's praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify His. If you're able to stand on your feet, come on. Let's praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify His holy name. Ain't no bird, ain't no bird gonna sing my song. 
I'd lift my voice to glorify His holy name. Ain't no bird gonna sing my song. I lift my voice to glorify His holy name. Come on, let's praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify His holy name. Come on, let's praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify His holy name. Ain't no tree. Ain't no tree gonna lift its branch, lift its branches. I lift my hands, lift my hands to glorify His holy name. Ain't no tree gonna lift its branches. I lift my hands to glorify His holy name. Come on, let's praise, come on, let's praise His holy name. I lift my hands to glorify His holy name. Come on, let's praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive, glorify His holy name. Ain't no rock, ain't no rock. I'm gonna cry in my place. I lift my voice to glorify His holy name. Ain't no rock, cry in my place. I lift my voice to glorify His holy name. Come on, one more time. Come on, let's praise, praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive, to glorify His holy name. Come on, let's praise, come on, let's praise His holy name. As long as I'm alive, to glorify His holy name. As long as I'm alive, as long as I'm alive, to glorify His holy name. As long as I'm alive, as long as I'm alive, to glorify His holy name. As long as I'm alive to glorify His holy name. Please bow your heads for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you. We thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way in our right minds, Father, for keeping us through the night, Father. For just warding off the devil's attacks this week, Father. We just thank you for being an awesome God as you always are. Just thank you for keeping us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for feeding us. Thank you for all that you do, Father. Thank you for this service today. Let everybody here be blessed by the word that will come forth from our pastor, Father. Let your spirit be here. Let us not be hearers only, but doers of your word in Jesus' name. And we love you, give you the praise. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, let's say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you cared for me in such a special way. In such a special way. And yes, I praise you, I lift you up, Lord, I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. I love you. I love you. 
love you. I love you, Lord, today. Come on, lift your voices. Because you cared for me in such a special way. In such a special way. And yes, I praise you. I lift you up. Lord, I magnify your name. That's why my heart. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Come on, let's sing my heart, my mind. My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You've paid the price for me. Way back on Calvary. And yes, I praise you. I lift you up. Lord, I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. One more time, my heart, my mind. My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. And yes, I praise you. I lift you up. Lord, I magnify your name. I praise you. I praise you. I lift you up. Lord, I magnify your name. I praise you, I lift you up, Lord, I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. That's why my heart is filled with praise. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a hand praise. He's worthy to be praised. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God's precious and holy, holy name. Let us listen now for the word of the Lord. Come with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 30. Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 30. I want you to stand as you're able out of reverence and respect and love of God's holy 
holy word. And listen now, listen to the word of the Lord. Now large crowds were traveling with him. And he turned to them and he said to them, he said, whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself cannot, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want you to pray with and for me now. Oh Lord, I come. I come asking that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ, I pray today. Let the church say amen. Good morning again. Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is. Smile with the mask, without the mask. Smile, somebody. Thank you, Lord, the way to prepare to hear God's word, the smile softens the heart and prepares us to receive. Our sermon topic today is committing to Christian discipleship. Committing to Christian discipleship. This is news for some who are new or just joined the Church of Jesus Christ. And it is a rededication and a reminder to those of us who might have been in the life of the church and called ourselves 
Christian disciples all of our lives. But the fact is, this is a clear learning lesson that we all must go back to over and over again, or we'll find ourselves wandering in the wilderness. You know, it's always good to know what is expected of you when you take a responsibility. Someone say amen. Well, beloved, did you know that when you joined the church, that you were making a formal commitment to God to then do what a disciple of Jesus Christ is expected and in this lesson commanded to do. A disciple is a person who is a devotee, a, a student, a follower. You know, when you came in, you confessed your sins or with your mouth and you said that you loved God and you loved all about God, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that you would receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. And then you went and you were baptized, which means you were initiated into the body of Jesus Christ. When we join the church of Jesus Christ, we are entering a school of learning. Can I get an amen? You see, the church of Jesus is a spiritual college. I, I love learning, so I get excited about that. It's a spiritual college that prepares us for the profession of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, being a disciple of Jesus Christ is a profession. And the church is the place that we are taught what it takes, what it means, and what it requires to be a follower of Jesus Christ. You can't just say it. You got to do it. And here is the good news, the good news. Oh. Our tuition's already been paid. Jesus paid it all. Our food and board, they, they are already taken care of. So just be anxious for nothing because God will provide. We have our textbook in our hand. It's the, it's the word of God printed in the Holy Bible. Therefore, as we join the class, we want you today, as you come and join us by any means possible, I just want you just 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 relax. You got your textbook in hand, your mind stayed on Jesus, your flesh under control, your ears wide open, eyes looking toward heaven, and, and our soul and spirit are excited. Are you ready to begin class? Fine, let's then begin. In our Holy Bible text, Today, beloved, we read that a, a large crowd of people were traveling with Jesus. The word says a large crowd. Well, that would make sense to me. Because, you see, 
I would think that many people were following Jesus because they had witnessed for themselves or heard about from somebody else his power. They had seen him heal the sick. They had seen him raise the dead. They had seen him take on the scribes and the Pharisees and win. Every time they had seen him make the demons flee. They had seen him work miracles. Oh, they watched him perform supernatural, transrational miracles and wonders. Who wouldn't follow a man with all that power and authority? It's a question we ask today. Who wouldn't follow a man like that? However now, however, if we are following Jesus only to get what we see him do, only, only to receive his blessings. If we're following Jesus only because we think or know that he can do something for us. That's not enough. He wants to walk into, he wants us now to walk into this thing with our open eyes. He wants us to know that it requires something from us to call ourselves a Christian. You see, he, he wants us to be alert to all the demands of the job. Jesus wants us to know the job description of being a disciple of Jesus Christ and to know what is expected of us. You know, you know, among our worst experiences, beloved, are those times, you know, when we got ourselves into something and found out later that we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Somebody ought to know what I'm talking about. Has, has that ever happened to you? And as long as you were in that situation, you just wish that you could find a way out you just wonder, how did I get into this mess? Why nobody didn't warn me about this? Well, Jesus would not have any of us, his disciples, to say, I do not know. <laughs> and, and this is one of the basic lessons he gives to us so that we do know. You know, I, I think many times uh, churches sometimes would, don't really come for the word. They, they like everything else in the worship service. They like uh, the music. They like the announcements. They like all that, uh, you know, the trivial. I mean, you know, the music is wonderful, but that ain't why you come. The music sets up the way for you to do what you need to be doing every time you come to church, and that's listening for what Jesus is saying to us today. Glory to God. It's the word of God we need to know. And so Jesus drove his message home in a variety of ways. Let's begin. First, he challenges his first followers and us at the level of love. Uh-oh. Love. Jesus looked at the crowd and, and he said these words. He looked all over at the people. So many people there. 
And he said, whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, cannot, that's what he said, cannot be my disciple. You know, wow, that's, that's kind of deep, isn't it? That's deep. That's, that's rich right there. Child of God. Now, this is one of those things of Jesus that can easily be misinterpreted. That's why you need to have somebody trained to, 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 to you know, get to the word and discern the word and preach it to you. Somebody who... I don't know, they used to be uh, jack legs, but we, we don't have many of those. In these. Be misunderstood because, you see, it, it looks like Jesus is, is advocating hate. That's, that's the word that's in the Bible, hate. Advocating hate both for others and for oneself. And as such, you know, it just contradicts the way and the foundation of all that we know about Jesus' teachings. But, Somebody say, but. But although the word hate, the word hate occurs in this teaching, it's not hate in the usual sense that Jesus is talking about. Actually, Jesus is talking about lesser love. Lesser love. Ah, uh, if you don't have lesser love for family and self than you have for me, Jesus said, then you cannot be my disciple unless you love everybody less and me more. You can't be my disciple. In other words, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ we must love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all of our strength. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ, he must come first and foremost in our lives. Jesus must be first love oh he's a jealous God <laughs> he must be our first love a, a disciple of Jesus will tell anybody falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done oh it ought to be real to you today a disciple of Jesus Christ will tell anybody Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, people like to say that their families are their life, their children are their life. People say, I live for my job. But we say, God is my life. My family, my children, my job are all gifts from God. 
and I thank him for his blessings, but God is my life. God breathed into me the breath of life. God is my source. God is the reason I breathe and walk and have my being. And I love God more, more than life itself. Do you know what God desires from us more than anything? He desires our love and our adoration for who he is and for what he does that no human being on the face of the earth could ever do. Loving God above all others, now it pays off. Oh, it pays off. Because the Bible teaches us that that. Uh, to seek God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all other things will fall into place. I've been so busy as a pastor these last over 45 years. I just have always said to God, God, as I bless you above all things and all people, please bless my family. God, as I bless you, please bless my children. God, as I bless you, please allow all things to work for my good. Love God. Love God above all things and all people. The word of God says, know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Deuteronomy 7 and 9, God says, I know those who love me and those who seek me find me. Proverbs 8, 17, the Lord says, the Lord watches over all who watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. Don't get it twisted. Ephesians 6, 24 says, grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Listen, 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 listen. However, as it is written, Oh, God, I love this one. I love all the word of God, but this one, the word of God says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. I love you, God. Oh, God says, those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. Or when they call to me, I will answer them and I'll be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them with long life. I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. Glory to God. Can can you think of anything better than all of that? Can you think of anybody 
who can do all of that for you? You better listen. Oh, humans will make you promises that they can't keep. Hallelujah, glory to God. Your mind will tell you things that you can't do anymore. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. So first is loving him, loving him, loving him, loving God. Secondly, secondly in our lesson, Jesus further makes us aware of the cost of discipleship. We will pay for everything in the world. We'll make sacrifices for people. We will go more than the way we have to go. We'll go beyond things for people or for something we want or for something we like. But God says, I want you to know, you better estimate the cost of being a Christian because being a disciple of Christ will cost you something. Because being a disciple of Jesus Christ renews your mind and takes you out of the world. We are in the world, but as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are not of the world. Somebody help me in here. Whatever does not, whoever, whoever. He's challenging our level of commitment now. He's going to challenge our level of commitment. Because what we find in the church, especially today, is that people are not truly committed. Help me up in here, Lord. Oh, excuses, excuses, excuses. But Jesus says, whoever does not bear their own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Ooh. Oh. Oh, in, in, a, in the words that, that follow, in the words that, that follow, Jesus, we must be willing to bear our cross. Ooh. You know, being a Christian ain't for the weak and the willy and the, and the ones that just change their mind from day to day. Uh, now, 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 this statement, this statement deeply infers that anyone who follows Jesus will have to bear a cross. Ooh. Oh, good Lord. A cross is something heavy. A cross is something uncomfortable. A cross hurts. A cross is hard to carry. A cross is ugly. A cross is nasty. A cross is burdensome. And more, many crosses are costly. <laughs> you better hear now. Some of us think becoming a Christian, we don't understand that we must bear a cross. And so what we do is we want to be uppity Christian, which and you can't you, you you can't fake this baby doll. You can't you can't fake it. You can't you can you can look like it's all together, but you can't deny that you either had a cross, carrying a cross, and are you gonna be carrying one? Christians must be able to bear a cross. 
Oh, we want everyone to think that we are all that in a bag of chips with red Kool-Aid on the side. While others of us are spending our time bearing somebody else's cross. You see, when you're talking about somebody else, you're bearing their cross. You ought to be looking at your own cross and stop denying that you got yours. And uh, oh my God, whoever does not bear their own cross. You know, this statement deeply infers that every Christian has a cross to bear. And some of us have, have several crosses. I mean, I don't want to get in your business, but some of us do have them. several crosses. We need to tell the truth and shame the devil. You know what a cross is? I'm going to say it again, a little more about a cross. You know what a cross is? It, a cross represents shame, suffering, pain, and death. It's the same as trials and tribulations and trouble. A cross is a valley experience. And the challenge of being a disciple of Jesus Christ is in faith and love of God, we are able to bear our own cross. Because see, if I'm trying to bear my cross and fix my life up, I really don't have time to be messing with you and your cross. I need to look at who? Moi. Oh, it's the same burdens. In other words, we need to look at our lives and take inventory and sit down with the Lord and make a list. Identify the cross or the crosses in your own life, in my own life. Don't, don't deny them and don't hide them and don't ignore them and don't lie about them. Don't be shame of them. Don't play with them. Don't cover them up. Don't wash them off. Don't dust them up. Don't put perfume on them. Don't sweet talk your crosses and don't sugarcoat them either. Listen to me. Because if you do all of that, your cross, it will carry you instead of you carrying it. Oh, let me tell you, sometimes that cross will put you in the bed if you're not carrying it. That, that, that cross will take all your money if you're not burying it. That cross will put you in a state of depression if you're not burying it. Put you in a state of anxiety if you're not burying it. It'll, it'll make you cry tears every day if you're not burying it. Bear your cross. Listen, what we must understand is that our cross is not the same as the cross that Jesus carried. I, I remember after having a stroke in 2000, Jesus said, I never ask you to carry my cross. <laughs> you, you're trying to die on the cross for others. I never ask you to do that because I've already done that. 
for you. Jesus said, our crosses come into our lives to kill something in us that needs to die. To kill something in us that needs to die. Let go. And let God have his way. It comes to kill something in us that needs to die. Our crosses are for purification reasons. Say, Lord, now, I know you well enough to know that what I'm going through is for me. Because you told me that all things now are working for good, no matter what they are. For those who love the Lord. And I love you, Lord. You're just helping me become forth like pure gold. I got to learn to stand the heat. So that all the mess I'm dealing with can be healed. I got to learn to, to stop and, and look at myself, it's easy to see other people's problems. Most of the time, we don't even know what we're talking about. You know, she just selfish. How you know? Do you live with her? Do you think like her? Do you know her good enough? No. You know, she don't, she don't do what she's supposed to do. She say one thing and do another. How you know? Are you in her mind? He ain't no good. How do you know? People will see the worst in us. But God sees the best in us. And if you ain't got godly eyes, you can't see the best. In somebody else. My mama would tell me, if you can't say something good about somebody, don't say nothing. Oh, but that's not people today. They love to lift up the negative before they lift up the positive. If I go in a restaurant and somebody is extra good, I say, may I see your manager? They look funny, they bring them out. I said, this person is exceptional. I just want you to know. No, but most people go in there. Go get the manager, my food, my steak ain't cooked good enough. Come. Now the one thing to be careful about is, you don't know who cooked that steak in the first place. And when you send it back, <laughs> I don't get mad at nobody about my food but me because I don't know them good enough. I don't know what they may be doing because they're mad at me with that steak. I don't know. They took it to the back. I'm, I'm nice to hostesses and I, I'm nice to them. So they'll be nice to me. Your cross. Our crosses. Make us learn lessons that we need to know and would not learn any other way. That's why it's my cross. It's my cross. My, my cross. 
Oh, Lord, why, you, why am I going through this? Girl, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make you learn patience. Oh, Lord, just that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Lord, why I'm crying all the time. Lord, why can't I let it go? Because you got to learn. You got to learn that all things are working it out. You got to learn that I may not come when you want me, but you got to learn I'm always on time. You got some things you, you need to learn. I don't give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. You got to do something with that devil in your life. That's why it's my cross. And my cross is not your cross. And your cross is not my cross. Don't laugh at my cross now. And I won't laugh at your cross. Don't mock my cross. And I won't mock yours. Have you? Do you know that every time somebody says something negative about you, if you think Think about it for one minute. You could say something negative about them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People walk up to you and tell you how you ought to dress. And, Lord, all you have to do is look at them and say, Lord, help me not say it. Don't say it. I have never had anybody say something bad about me that I could not have said something bad about them. Think about it. Think about it. Don't laugh at my cross. I won't laugh at yours. Don't mock my cross. I won't mock yours because we are to bear our crosses until we realize that a cross is not unto death but unto life. Oh, Jesus didn't stay on the cross and neither Will we? Crosses come to make us better. Jesus said, if you cannot bear the cross in your life, you can't be my disciple. In other words, you must be able to deal with trouble like a soldier. Jesus said, carry the cross and follow me. After you have identified your cross, take it to Jesus. You remember the hymn, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. And then finally, Jesus says, for which of you intended to build a tower uh, does not first sit down and estimate the cost? You better estimate the cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ before you join the church. And if you are already a member, you need to remind yourself of the cost. First, sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough to finish it. That's what the word says. In other words, estimate the cost of being a disciple of Jesus. Know what you have gotten yourself into, boo. And don't be a quitter. Don't cop on, out on Jesus. Don't stop. For God's not mocked. Whatever person sows, that shall they also reap. And, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we faint not. Oh! beloved child of the highest God. As I'm closing, please hear me today. Christian discipleship is not cheap. We pay for the privilege of 
being one of Jesus' disciples. And we pay top dollar because following Jesus is well worth the price that any of us could pay. Ask me this, ask me this. What price do I have to pay, preacher? I'm so glad you asked me. Listen, my dearly beloved, listen carefully. The most important thing we have to give up when we become a follower of Jesus is ourselves. We have to give up the me, my, I, the whole thing. We have to give up ourselves. We must understand that what we want is not as important as what Jesus wants for us. We must realize that our life doesn't belong to us. We have been bought with a price when Jesus died for our sins on the cross. And now our life belongs to Jesus. Put your hands up in the air and say to Jesus. I surrender. Hey. I was passing the church in Compton, and I, and I walked out one day, and the, the children, feel with you, the children stood. I went, hmm. The next Sunday, I walked out in my robe, and so more people stood. Then, then I said to them, you know, I don't know why you're doing that, but you, you, don't, you don't have to do that. They said, Pastor, when we see you, you are representing the God that we serve, and he sent you to do that. Pastor, do you know that the only time we raise our hands is not to God, but to the police? Pastor, do you understand that the only time we stand for somebody wearing a robe is a judge. It's not about you, pastor. It's about who you represent. And so when you come in in your role, we stand and we surrender ourselves to the God that you represent. Isn't that something that they would even think of it that way? I'm going to tell you something. Listen to my testimony this morning. No preacher should preach without a testimony. Ah, when you give your life to Jesus, you will have a power that other people who don't know him don't have. When you allow Jesus to come into your life and live in you, you will have a power that other people don't even understand. You will, oh, you will be filled with the power of the Spirit of God. And with Holy Spirit power, all things are possible. Oh, when you're committed to God, you can do all things because he will strengthen you. When you know Jesus, you can do all things because you're able to overcome life's troubles. Oh, 
Who can beat that? And so you need to stop tripping, church. You need to stop tripping, world. You need to become a bona fide, serious, determined, excited discipleship, a follower of Jesus Christ by joining the church today. Jesus said, on this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You better know it may be the only thing left. You better be in house. No, we need to just, those of us who are disciples of Jesus, we need today to rededicate ourselves to the church. And for those who are new, you just heard the requirements for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God. To estimate the cause. And then bear your cross with the dignity. Understand that victory in Jesus is now yours. There's a song that says, it's one of my, my favorite songs during this pandemic time and after the pandemic and all the other demics and all the other stuff that's going on. What, what we know is that Many people, you can look at any church, uh, have not come back to the house. But we encourage you to. Something special happens in this house. Oh, he can reach you by any means possible, but something special about this house. Many people are in trouble today. But the laborers of Jesus Christ are few in numbers. We think you can be a Christian and do nothing. The devil is a liar. We think you can be a Christian and have no troubles. The devil is a liar. Rededicate yourself today. Join the church today. All this going on is the only solid, safe place to be a member of the church of Jesus Christ. And so, let us say, Lord, you gave me my hands. You gave me my hands to reach out to man. You, you show him to show him your love and your perfect plan. Oh, Lord, you gave me my ears and I can hear your voice so clear. But as a Christian, I can hear the cries of sinners. But can I wipe away their tears? 
Oh, Lord, I thank you. You gave me my voice to sing your word. To sing all your praises to those who've never heard but with my eyes I see your need for more availability from me. Lord, I, I see you need me to do things I'm not doing. I, I see you need me working where I don't work. Lord, I, I see you. I see you you're doing a new thing. I've got to perceive it. Now, I'm giving back to you all the tools you gave to me. My hands, my ears, my voice, my eyes, so you can use them as you please. And so I've emptied out my, 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 my cup so that you can fill it up. And now I'm free. And I just want to be more available to you. I want to say, Lord, Lord I'm available to you. Oh, hallelujah. All the days seem short. My, My will, will, I give, I'm gonna give to, to you. you. And Lord, let me I'll tell you, I'll do, do what, what you, you say. say Use me. Use me, Lord. Use me. To show someone, to show the, someone way. the way. Use and me. Enable and enable me to say. say. Oh, glory to God. My, my story, my story is just empty, empty, God. And I, and I am available, available to you. To you. Through all this time, I need to hear people saying, Pastor, is it something I could do in the church? I'm available to you. Pastor. Is it something I can do to help you so you can be stronger to help us all? I'll do what you say do. Through the day. When, when am I meditating on the word of God instead of gossiping on the telephone? Lord, when is it more about me than it is about you? Oh, God. Help me to let go so that you can have your way in my life. And never let me be ashamed to say to anybody, I love the Lord more than anything or anybody. I love the Lord. And so, Lord, 
you require things of me. My storage is so my storage. Clean the filter out. Put a new filter in. I'm available. I'm available. I'm available to you until the day you bring me home. Rededicate your, your, your life. Join the Christian walk. People ask me, why am I still pastoring? Oh, retirement is required at 72. <laughs> And I read a scripture that said, what I want to do is just finish this assignment. This assignment of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just, I just want to finish my assignment. So that my life would have given him glory. So that my life will give him, will give him glory. This time we at this time we come for holy communion. On this first Sunday, we come just like we want to remember the job description of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. We want to remember the price Jesus paid for our sins and set us free to be in relation with the holy God who knows no sin. And so you can take out your, if you're at home, your home communion service and take out your communion kit. Prepare yourselves. To receive the peace of the Lord be always with you. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Never be more involved in the temporary than you are in the everlasting. And let us pray together the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all that is evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus invites us, come to me, all that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And so now, we invite you now to spiritually unite with all the members of Quorum First United Methodist Church and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth, we invite you to partake of the Lord's Supper. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread. He took bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Take the bread that is a symbol of the body of Christ. Take the body of Christ, the bread of life. Remember, it was broken for you and for me. Thank you, Jesus. And then take the cup. It is a symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation shed for you and for me. Let the church say amen.
And, oh, Lord, we thank you, God, that through your word and this holy communion, you have given us your son, who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. So as we have lifted up the bread from heaven, we lift up to you this day our joys and concerns. And we ask, Lord, that you strengthen us. Strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let the church say, Amen. Praise. 